Hello. Welcome to Discovering Jazz, where you and I together discover great music, picking up information to keep jazz old and new alive. My name is Larry Sademan, here in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, sponsored by Peterborough Independent Podcasters. A few years back, there was a constant concern expressed in jazz sites on how jazz was a dying art form, as the main audiences of jazz clubs and festivals was old people. I found since moving back to Edmonton after 40 or so years away that more and more youth seemed to be involved. As players, the emergence of the last couple decades of jazz schools has been a big contributor, but the complaint was always that while young musicians were taking to jazz, the more youthful audience wasn't always following suit. I find that more and more young listeners, though, seem to be attending jazz events, at least at Edmonton's Premier Jazz Club, the Yardbird Suite. And the Edmonton Jazz Festival seems to really want to build on that audience. I'll talk more about some of the ways they're doing it. But let's start by playing something by a somewhat younger musician, the one who will be the closing act at this year's festival, playing at the Outdoor Series of Concerts, Sunday, July 2nd at Victoria Park in Edmonton. It's jazz bassist, 2018 Juilliard graduate, Endia Owens, and The Cookout. Here she is from 2022 with Where the Nubians Grow. Thank you. 
from Detroit, India Owens and the Cookout. She'll be closing the Edmonton Jazz Festival's outdoor concert July 2nd. And as an example, how this year's festival is trying to attract youth, they've set ticket prices for the eight acts appearing that day at $49 for us older folks and with a $10 discount if you're under 25. It doesn't really please us seniors who are used to discounts, but it's understandable. If young people don't listen to jazz and us oldies die out, which we will eventually, there will no longer be an audience. This festival, as are many jazz festivals, uh, is also making movements towards gender parity, and many female artists will be performing. Here's another one, one I'm most excited about. She has won the Canadian Juno Award for Best Jazz Vocal Album two years in a row, something normally unheard of. Katie George, spelled G-Y-O-R-G-Y, from her most recent album, here is It Might As Well Be Spring. Restless as a willow in a windstorm. I'm as jumpy as a puppet on a string. I'd say that I had spring fever, but I know it isn't spring. I am starry eyed and vaguely discontented, like a nightingale without a song to sing. Oh, why should I have spring fever when it, it isn't even spring? And I keep wishing I were somewhere else, walking down a strange new street, hearing words I've never heard before from a man I've yet to meet. I'm as busy as a spider spinning daydreams. I'm as giddy as a baby on a swing. Oh, and I haven't seen a rosebud or a crocus Or a robin on the wing But I feel so gay in a melancholy way That it might as well be spring It might as well be spring Da 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 
walking on a strange new street Hearing words I've never heard before From a man I've yet to meet I'm as busy as a spider spinning daydreams I'm as giddy as a baby on a swing And I haven't seen a rosebud or a crocus Or a robin on the wing But I feel so gay in a melancholy way That it might as well be spring It might as well be Five-year-old Katie George, featuring Kyle Pogline on trumpet, as well as her regular band of Felix Fox Papa's piano, and Thomas Heinbuck bass and Jacob Woodski drums. Let's stay with vocal, female, youth, and add in free. There are a few free concerts at this year's Edmonton Jazz Fest. Some of them at a place near the university called La Cité Francophone. And there are uh, there are outdoor concerts from noon until two, on Friday, June thirtieth. You can hear a singer who makes most of her living teaching music to babies. Her name's Kate Bletchinger, and her first album, released five years ago, is called Under a Dancing Sky, and much of it features her very creative and jazz-oriented arrangements of Joni Mitchell tunes, like this one. Here is Blue. Underneath 
Joni Mitchell's Blue, sung by Edmonton's Kate Bletchinger, who I look forward to hearing at the Edmonton Jazz Festival next week. I love the drums in that tune, and looking at the credits, it turns out that they're there by a drummer that I featured in part one of this series and who will be um, leading his own ensemble at the festival, Joel Jeschke. Also playing are Chris Andrew on piano, Brett Hansen guitar, Rubem de Toledo bass, and Audrey Ochoa trombone. The latter two are also featured in their own sets at the festival. And speaking of that bassist, Rubem de Toledo, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name correctly. I hope so. But he's part of the Sunday Outdoor Concert, and he calls it the Rubem de Toledo Global Jazz Project, featuring Karima on guest vocal. It sounds interesting, so I did a bit of a YouTube search just to see if I could find anything to play. I don't know if all the musicians playing here on this track will be playing with him at his jazz festival set, but the lineup on this tune is impressive. Very impressive list of Edmonton's best jazz artists. Bob Tildesley on trumpet, Audrey Ochoa, trombone, Chris Andrew, keys, Raul Tabera, percussion, Jamie Cooper, drums, and Ruben de Toledo himself on bass, and vocals by Karima, who you will hear singing with him. The tune is written by Toledo and Karima, and it's called Rhythm Chante. Monday, 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 
Rubum de Toledo, that's spelled R-U-B-I-M-D-E-T-O-L-E-D-O, and Karima, K-A-R-I-M-A-H. Now, most of the musicians I've been playing so far are pretty young, and each track has featured a female artist. So, let's do a transformation. This pianist has been a fixture in Edmonton for 25 years and is an instructor in the jazz program at McEwen University in jazz piano, ear training, and a course that he developed called Jazz History with Cultural Context. And in that course, he explores uh, the early development of jazz up to 1939 and also examines various African musical ingredients that contributed to early North American roots music. Here's something from his new album, just released this year, called Melodic Faces. The title track, Maboya Nicholson.
Exotic Faces, the solo piano of Maboya Nicholson. You can hear him for free, noon to two, on Thursday, June 29th, at an outdoor patio called La Cité Francophone. I've been talking a lot about the focus on youth at this year's festival, and aside from the reduced ticket prices for people under 25, there's also a package deal to see and hear some young musicians who will be playing Friday night at a lounge called the Starlight Room in downtown Edmonton. It includes a concert by Nick West, who I played last week, and that's followed by something called the Lyricist Lounge, which is described as jazz fused hip-hop. So often it's a challenge, for me at least, to find the jazz elements in hip-hop, but since one of the primary characteristics of jazz is an element of improvisation, and much of hip-hop performance does involve improvisation, perhaps there is a fit. And I confess, I'm not young, so I really don't want to be making any judgments about any of the jazz that young people are making and enjoying. The host of that evening is Arlo Maverick, an Edmonton-based hip-hop DJ and filmmaker. Here's something by him. It's called Top It, featuring Uzella on vocal. Give a listen and you can decide uh, where it fits into the jazz consciousness. you do that is that a girl and you know it's true whole life savings gave it up to you said you're gonna be a star he believes in you weeks go by doesn't hear from you but you always call when the rent is due now you're feeling class you don't have a clue do you care about the stress that you put him through i'm trying to find myself guilty conscience just like it helps wanna be part of the in crowd we get in now here in trouble in debt and a hundred thou Second mortgage for a child who lacks discipline You would think any plus would be the minimum No job to distract you So what's there to hinder? Snapchat, Instagram, of course Tinder Big daddy's credit card Anything she wants, she gon' get it Top it Cause anywhere she has no friendship Top it No matter how expensive Top it She's got his credit card She don't ever have a cash or check it She just top, 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 top Women set up for a social life. Most girls ain't happy till they socialize. Found love, but they don't hold it tight. Cause their girlfriends say how you know it's right. You know it's foul, but they override. What's set up for him when you got your whole life? Man back home, think you focus right. But little does he know where you go at night. Girls just wanna have fun. <laughs> you're not 18, hun, you're 31 for a student With a man working double shifts Fatherless, so to him is what love is Guilt trips when you question his manhood Got his own bills, but every day he's ambushed With your wants, cause you need everything Little does he know he don't mean anything Big daddy's credit card Anything she wants, she gon' get it Top it, it. anywhere she has no friendship Top it, no matter how expensive Top it, she's got it Check in. She just top, 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 top,
Arlo Maverick with Uzella. Part of the hip-hop-oriented Lyricist Lounge, it's part of the Edmonton Jazz Festival for this year. Now I want to go back in time, right back to the roots of this particular festival. At some point, I had this idea of doing a couple episodes about the amazing rise of the small city of Edmonton, Alberta, to become a major jazz center in North America, even being nicknamed Jazz City. Some of this credit goes to a jazz player and aficionado, a transplanted Victorian named Mark Vasey, who put together an international jazz festival back in 1980, and this became the first jazz festival to achieve international standing, at least the first Canadian jazz festival, well before Vancouver, Montreal, or Toronto. The musicians he brought in were phenomenal, combining some of the biggest names in the jazz world with people just starting out and promising to also become jazz legends. And I'm thrilled to say that I was there, working as a volunteer for year two, three, and four, 1982 to 1984, having the job of the go-between between the musicians and the press. So I was privileged to meet, even briefly, some of these legends as well as to hear their concerts. At the time, I had barely, if at all, heard of some of these legends. For example, in 1981, the first day was Art, Blakey, and the Jazz Messengers. And I have this memory of some of the staff talking about who would be in the band, mentioning some hot trumpet player named Wynton Marcellus, who had supposedly just left the group to be replaced by Wallace Roney. Yet, Wikipedia states that Winton and Branford Marcellus would actually have been part of that tour, and Wallace Roney didn't join the group until about four or five years later. It's the fallibility of memory, I guess. I'm going to play something from the Keystone 3 album of 1982 that may have had those same players that came to Edmonton that previous summer. This is Thelonious Monk's In Walked Bud. Art Blakey and the Jazz Messengers with Wynton Marcellus, trumpet, Branford Marcellus, alto sax, Bill Pierce, tenor sax, Donald Brown on piano, Charles Frambro, bass, and Art Blakey, drums.
in Wattpad are Blakinia Jazz Messengers. Yes, they definitely played in Edmonton the summer of 1981 at Jazz City, although I can't swear to who was in the band at the time. But what a year of discovery for me was 1981 at Jazz City in Edmonton. One ensemble that played, and I even have a photograph of me walking with them down the main street of Edmonton, Jasper Avenue. That was the great guitars of Barney Kessel, Herb Ellis, Charlie Bird, and Tal Farlow. I was familiar with the first three at the, at the time, but not Tal Farlow. But his concert ended up being one of my most exhilarating musical memories. Farlow was a legendary guitarist, best known as part of the Red Norvo Trio, that also included Charles Mingus on bass. That was from the early to late 1950s. He didn't record much after 1960, and when he came to Edmonton, he was in the midst of a comeback. I'm I'm going to play something from one of his early solo albums from 1954, his version of If There's Someone Lovelier Than You, with Oscar Pettiford bass and Joe Morello drums. Tal Farlow. Thank you. 
Farlow from 1954. So why did I play that and the last track on a program about this year's Edmonton Jazz Festival? The answer is history, man. Let's finish today's episode with more history. The advertisements for Jazz City referred to the last concert of the 1981 festival as a gala concert with surprise guests. Although the program, when it came out, did state who those surprise guests are, uh, in the archives for that year, there's no reference to that August 23rd concert at all. But I was there, and it featured three separate performances. The main act, so to speak, was drummer Billy Cobham, with Randy Brecker on trumpet, and I remember it being really loud. Opening for them was guitarist John Schofield with bassist composer Steve Swallow, and the very first act who came to the festival for free with all expenses paid was a singer who was there all by himself with no accompaniment whatsoever. His name, Bobby McFerrin. I spoke to him at the time and was able to book him for my own festival that I co-directed in the Yukon where I was living at the time. That was the Frostbite Music Festival. Unfortunately, he had to cancel a few months later since his first album was delayed and the whole tour was cancelled. But what a performance. Definitely for me the most memorable part of the whole evening. The track from his first LP might give you a sense of the experience, even though Unlike the concert, there's multiple tracking and a drummer. All Feats Can Dance, from 1982, Bobby McFerrin. <laughs>
Bobby McFerrin, a man who was introduced to the world in 1981, at least in part thanks to Jazz City in Edmonton. So the Edmonton Jazz Festival has had a rich history of introducing youth and new artists to the world, and I've played a few of uh, these artists on today's podcast. Let's finish off with another young artist playing at this year's festival, June 28th to July 2nd, starting off the last day. The outside concert at Victoria Park, a Filipina Canadian, Vancouver based keyboardist Mary Anchetta, with her quartet of Dominique Conway and Sax, Matt Reed bass, and Joel Fountain drums. An original composition, Level Up. You've been listening to Discovering Jazz. My name's Larry Sademan. Bye for now. <laughs> 